Hi, I'm William Stepick alongside Colin Monsis. On this podcast, we will talk some poker, drink some beer, stumble over our words, but most importantly, we will have some fun. So grab a beer and stay tuned for this week's episode of This Isn't Poker. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough. Hello, hello, hello. All right, well, so yeah, this is this is our podcast about poker, although we are certainly not poker experts. It'll just mostly be us shooting the shit. Talking the crap, giving you a bunch of crap. The, the goal for this podcast is just to give our general overview of our poker experience, how we how we got to know each other and got to know poker, and some of our stupid stories about how we messed up yeah. went in a casino. Oh yeah, and well, I've only been to a casino twice and have lost money both times. You have a lot more experience there, and then. You and I both have played in a lot of home games. And a lot of home games. Had, had a lot of fun this this last year, especially with us being quarantined and everything that's been going on. And yeah, we we played a lot of poker and a lot of drank a lot of beer during quarantine. Oh yeah. Anyway, how how did you and I meet? Well, I I think it was junior year while we yeah, were it was at ju- Iowa State. junior year at Iowa State. Fuck the Hawks. Oh yeah, fuck the Hawks. My roommate. Michael Keenan, shout out to Michael Keenan. AKA Clutch. AKA Clutch. Introduced me to you guys first semester, junior year. And then we started getting close a lot more second semester, wasn't it? Yeah, it was was definitely second semester. We we had one class first semester and I like saw you sitting up the front, raising your hand, asking questions. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? But, and I'm I'm sure I had seen you before that. And again, it's like, who the fuck is this guy? But at this Why? point, poker's poker's not involved at all. Oh no. no, it was it was purely us learning about aerospace engineering, becoming future rocket scientists. Not really, no. We, we don't know <laughs> shit. <laughs> no. Yeah, second semester, Michael introduced us, and you kind of we we blended the groups between your friends and Michael and. Yep me and the the rest of what would become the arrow crew yep and the the rest has been history uh second it was second semester senior year when we started actually talking about poker and playing together yeah it was i I think we had played like one or two very casual oh yeah no money out at the bars like or it was it was at mother's which is a a bar in in Iowa where we went to school and the bartender would let us use his chips, and we were just messing around. And at that point, like, see, I'm always, I'm of the opinion where when you play poker, there has to be money involved. Yeah, it, it could be two dollars, but, but if there's, there's if there's something. something involved, then people take it seriously. But those those first couple games, there was there was no money involved anyway. So yeah, that that's when we first started playing. And then you're right, it was second semester senior year. Um, when we, we really started talking poker and that's when we started the home games and it was just a couple of us that every, would play. every Wednesday night, right? I think so. I, initially before 
COVID and the quarantine hit and we were all, we had nothing to do every day. So, but before that, it was, I think, yeah, once a week we would play, screw around. And I mean, when we first started, there were people that were looking up the best hands. I was fortunate enough not to be one of them, but I was still really <laughs> shitty at poker. That's a good. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about our poker experience leading up to that moment. So, any experience you had previous to second semester senior year? Well, I guess into first semester. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say none whatsoever. I had. I had learned poker from like my dad growing up. So I, I knew the hands and I, I knew the general idea. Even now I can't say what the general idea of it is, but like, you know. <laughs> Try not to lose bet, all your money. Bet when this. you have good hands, fold when you don't. You can go back to the opening song, The Gambler. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. <laughs> so I knew that, but I didn't understand the general strategy. I, I still maybe don't. You're much better poker than me. But, you 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 picked up you you progressed a lot though. Yeah, but so that that's what I came into our last semester at Iowa State with just the very basics of poker knowledge, and then we really started playing a lot. Heavily and not only that, but we were talking about poker all the time too. Like that's when I was like, oh, you know, let's just see what's out there on YouTube, and was watching random hands on poker and like Garrett Adelstein, baby, Garrett Adelstein, oh, yeah. live at the bike. That's been a good one. Um, like watching just random hands from Phil Ivey, Daniel Negreanu, Tom Dwan back in the day. Just seeing, you know, their I'm a big high Phil stakes Ivey poker fan. games. Big oh, Phil Ivey fan. The man. Just he commands himself. He's an artist. So much he's at the truly table. An like, he's he's constructed such like a persona around himself. Like he can do anything at the table. And you're like, oh my god. Like he he terrifies like, professionals. Honestly, yeah. he does. So that that's when we started getting into poker a lot. And it was what after spring break when Iowa State moved classes online this mm-hmm. year that we played poker what five times a week. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It was probably. I wouldn't doubt if we were playing poker more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. Because we were probably no. playing – there was nights that we played – I think there was a night that we played for 10 hours straight. Probably. Which we is, didn't, give, it, it's we a didn't give a shit about school. Oh, no. At that point. Which, yeah. We, we did not care about school. Instead, we were just hanging out, having a good time, playing poker. We, we, all had, we had very easy classes at that point. So, like, we were mostly done with all of our aerospace classes. So, it was just drinking and playing poker. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, Colin, what are you drinking tonight? Oh man, dude, I've I've been having these Goose Island wheats. Um, they're delicious. I thought about getting the Boulevard Tink Seven, which has has a very special place in my heart. Is is that a sponsor request right there? It should be. So, Boulevard, if you don't know, is brewed in Kansas City, my hometown, and their Tink Seven is probably like a nine percent beer. And I had a six-pack of those every every single playoff game this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Super Bowl especially was a rough one. <laughs> Wasn't looking good till very late. So I pounded those you six beers. Well, I, I remember the game. Not much else. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about buying those today, but instead I, I went with the Goose Island. What about you, Will? What are you drinking? Um. The old, the old, and the old faithful Bud Light lemonades. I, uh, I kind of questioned them at first, but they, 
They taste good. I can't deny it. Tastes like a lemonade. Good. And this this spring we played a fair amount of beer darts, I would say. And oh yeah. Those those Bud Light lemonade cans indestructible. Holy shit. Yeah, you can't beat them. Darts were just bouncing off of them left and right. Like, but I don't. Still, only little bitches would drink those tall skinny cans. <laughs> Says the one that would drink some blue moons during that. All right, so tell me, give me some of your poker experience here. Casino, home game, whatever you got for me. So, like like we said, I I really only started talking poker this last year. Um, this, this winter, I guess, is when we started playing. And I've, I've been to the casino exactly twice. And then I've played... I would say quite a lot of home games too. We were playing. You've played you know. more home games than I have. Yeah, and a, a lot in person, and then a lot online. Though I, I recently looked at my Venmos for poker over the last whatever six months, seven months, and I want to say my career poker earnings are like negative seventy-five dollars, <laughs> which includes the trips to the casino, but still. Hey, but that, I, that's when you were starting out. Yeah, so just starting out, I have very limited poker experience, especially in a casino, and but playing playing a lot of home games and playing online home games too. Like, got a pretty good idea of how to take some money from my friends, though still they've taken just as much money from me. <laughs> I was gonna say we could go to Venmo's if you want. If you want to get <laughs> yeah. that discussion. How about you, Will? Right. What, what would you say your level of poker experience is? See, I always, I always question that because it depends on like if you do one out of ten, like what is a ten? Like, are we talking like ten is Phil Ivy? Yeah, probably. I mean, at that point, so I've been playing for, I've been playing poker like for money, not against like home games or like friends or family or anything like that. Since I was probably 19 or 20 online and then, or at Winstar 18 plus. So I played there a lot and then started playing a lot more. It was summer before senior year of college. I was working out in California. I played a lot out there. That's when I really got into it. Started doing research, actually playing a lot. And then came back to Iowa State, played some more there. So I, play, I played a lot in a casino. I got a lot of cash game experience. Don't have much tournament experience, but I've got a lot of cash game experience. And I'm not going to say any career earnings or like that, but I'm, I'm definitely plus in the career, career. I win when I go to casinos usually, unless I uh, get tilted, which happens frequently. But uh, I, I've played a lot of poker, and I've done a lot of research. So, I mean – when I was in quarantine, I was doing more research in poker than I actually was in school. So, well, I don't know. well, well, this podcast is by no means any sort of poker advice. Like we're just two friends shooting the shit, talking about poker. We don't claim to be experts. You, by far, have the most poker experience. And when a topic does come up that requires a little bit more poker knowledge, you're gonna you're gonna take the lead on that. But I do. I have quite a bit. I will say, though, that both of us have significantly more experience than anyone starting out. So if you're more experienced, I'd focus more on our stories, just having fun. 
But if you're just now starting out, you can definitely learn a few things from uh, some of the things that we say. Speaking of things you can learn, let's let's talk about the meaning of the name of this podcast and oh, what I, what I learned about that. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think anyone else can talk about that but you. But so, oh. if anyone's ever heard of double board double board bomb pots, Colin has got something to say about that. Colin, tell me about it. Yeah. So that that was something we started. While we, while we were playing these home games during quarantine, um, it was just a way to mix it up. Um, we were playing a lot of poker, and we decided we needed to have something a little more interesting. And we decided to have double board bomb pots, like probably – Every other button, probably yeah. every button. Yeah. Uh-huh. We usually played five, six-handed, most likely. And so, for those of you who don't know, double board bomb pots is everybody gets – dealt hands and then rather than going any having any pre-flop betting you just go straight to the flop and you you put out two, two flops boards. two yeah. boards and from there it starts and there were a couple friends of ours we don't need to name names that were i would say a little bit aggressive and <laughs> another name might just be dicks about the the betting after the flop they may have been dicks but man it's one of the ways to play the game. For, that for just might be boards. how you. That might be how you play double board bomb pots. But it, so, it can be frustrating. I will say it can be frustrating. So you, you would look at your hand and you'd have like seven queen offsuit, but one board you might have top pair, and the other board you have like a, a backdoor flush or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, shit. What do I do here? And it didn't matter because the guy next to you was putting out like pot sized bets after well, you. Th- this was early on, and you're exp- like, this is like the first time you've ever like played double boards, too. Yeah, it was first or second time. And somebody was just being very, very aggressive with their betting during double boards. And the one time I thought I had a hand, I think it was only on one board, too. I, I can't remember what it was. It was oh, like, you, you had a. You had top pair on one board, and then, like, uh, was it top two on another board? It was something stupid. Like, I had a good hand. hand. And You had something on both boards. I remember that. And one guy just kept betting insanely (laughs) high, and I'm like, well, shit, I have to call, right? And then I think it came – comes to the river and he, he puts me all in and I'm like, well, fuck it. I just, I have to call. And he somehow miraculously had the nuts on both. He had he like, had, he had pocket aces. He had an, and, o, he had an over pair on both boards and you had top pair, I think on both boards. Was that his, it? His ace might've been a flush. On, I, a I flush thought he, board. I I thought he had a, a flush over a straight on one board and then yeah, yeah he had an over right. pair to the other. And I just, I lost my shit. I was like, what, what this isn't say, poker. Though? Like, this is such bullshit. You either have the nuts or you don't. He's bedded up, like, ridiculously high. Fuck this shit. Yeah, that, that's how the quote, this isn't poker, came about, was from these bullshit double boards, <laughs> which I loved we continued I loved to play. And I don't know how profitable or unprofitable they were for me, but I probably lost a significant amount of money on double boards, I would say. I will say though that if if this 
if this podcast continues and we ever get to an anniversary, maybe that recording will have to be played. Because that recording is hilarious. Oh, it's it's out there. Oh yeah, I have it. I don't even I don't even know if you knew that coming into this, but I have that. I did not. Oh man. Oh yeah, dude. I I was so tilted after that. I might have only lost like five ten bucks during the actual hand for that oh, yeah. double board. I probably lost another ten twenty. And our home games were like ten cent, twenty cent, big blinds. Like mm-hmm. they were they were very small, just low stakes, having fun with friends. They were intense though. Towards the end, it wasn't even the fact that money was on the line. It was like I wanted to take, I wanted to take whatever you had in front of you. I didn't care. Oh yeah. It was bragging rights, is what it was. Mm-hmm. You're you're probably the most competitive one. Oh yeah, I don't I mean, like to lose. Well, that, that's also okay. It was also frustrating at the beginning because some of the games before quarantine, I'd be playing and I got a lot of poker experience, and I'd be playing. And when I lose, when I have pocket aces and I lose to. 7-3 off suit because the guy like didn't even realize he had a flush like that's frustrating do you want to talk about the hand when I had pocket aces and you you called what like a 7x pre-flop okay, raise I, was, I was layered into that six, I, was la- I was layered into that I had I had 6-5 and it was I bet I, I lead I had 6-5 suited I let out you raised. I three bet a reasonable amount. Yeah, but then, but then Devin, shout out to Devin, he raised you up. So then I flat called, and then you raised again, and then Devin called. So at that point, I almost have odds to see a flop. Yeah, you probably did. I was just a little pissed afterwards when you flopped a straight. Oh yeah, Do, two, three, four comes out. You auto, you you auto shove or. Like I had over cards and there was like a flush draw nope, and obviously like straight draws. Oh no, there was a flush draw on the board. You're right. You're yeah, right. but I was just like, hey, screw it. I got to get all my money in, make it expensive if they're on a draw. Then Devin called. Then I, I mean, I got a snap call. I got the straight. So yeah, you, were, I, I go, you go, I, you go. I got pocket aces. I got, I got a straight. And you go, what the fuck? <laughs> that that was known to happen from time to time during our home games. Oh, there was there was quite a bit of cussing. That is that's the thing is we I would leave and I'd be like, God, Devin Colin was pissing me off tonight. And I gotta leave. And then the next day, like eleven AM, twelve, I'm like, You guys ready to play again? And <laughs> yep. every single time we'd play again. Yeah. No. But that was that was what was great about our group is nobody ever like took anything personally. Oh, like no. We, we definitely would talk a lot of shit during it and get pissed off and would, would say stuff to each other that might have been less than nice, but we knew it was just a person being tilted. And At the end of the day, it was just poker. That's all it yeah. was. It was just poker. And we were all good enough friends to forget it by the next day, and then the, the same shit would happen, but it'd be a different person getting pissed and... You know, and we, we just, just wiped we it out. We had a good time about it. Over. Yeah, there there haven't been a, a lot of great things about this year. It's it's been yeah. a rough one, but I would say we we made the most about graduating during the COVID nineteen pandemic and classes being moved online. Like as as much as it sucked, we, we still did what we could. We, we had fun with the small group of people that were 
still at, at school and yeah definitely so far, we did what we could yeah all right colin i got a i got a question for you your first casino experience when was it and tell me about it so yeah my my first experience at a casino i think was prairie meadows in des moines iowa you and I drove down there from Ames for a one-two cash game. And, well, we'll definitely talk about that experience later. We can just say I, I left le- leaving with no money, and you flipped me a chip worth $10 or whatever. I think uh, $5. $5. Oh, yeah. No, you, you, you gave me a $5 chip and told me to go buy a drink at the bar because I had had some <laughs> very bad luck. And I, I went to the bartender, asked – what's the uh, the stiffest drink I can get for the least amount of money? She said a Long Island, and yeah, she wasn't wrong. She gave me a very good, very strong Long Island that I very much needed that afternoon. But other than that, the the other casino experience that comes let's, to mind. Let's get into the hand a little bit, though. I think we got some time to talk about that first, the first casino experience that you've had in a cash game. We'll talk about that. Right oh, now. in a cash game. Okay, so what what i remember from that time is that i had some really good hands and pre-flop hands pre-flop hands yeah no i i was getting a lot of like broadway suited cards i had aces one time i had kings like i was i was running pretty good but besides the like the aces and the kings it was a lot of like jack 10 suited king 10 suited cards that are like I, I wanted to see a flop and especially in you know later positions mm-hmm. I was like well shit I have to call like I I gotta give it a chance and then I I was having no luck post-flop and I just you know I would it was a one-two cash game but people were very aggressive pre-flop and you could hardly see a flop for less than 20 bucks I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say less than twenty, twenty-five dollars for sure. And so when I'm when I'm on the button with Jack Ten, I'm I'm gonna call a twenty-dollar pre-flop raise, even though it's a one-two game. But it just it wasn't there for me. So you just I, have you just have so much equity if you actually hit something there. Oh, definitely. But I I don't think I ever did. I mean, I I won a couple small pots. Um, like the time I had aces. I let out big pre-flop, got one caller, and then I put out a C-bet, and the dude just folded. And I was like, Snap no, folded. screw me. Like, And I'm sure the flop, I, I think it was like, you know, three jack, seven rainbow. Like, yeah, I think it green was like flop for, for aces, and he just had nothing. He didn't even have a pair. I don't even think he had overcards at that point. No, so – I I wasn't getting any value from my good hands and then my you know mediocre hands that I wanted to see a flop on I just wasn't hitting on. So when I I just you know was slowly bleeding money and I think I got down to like 25 big blinds like I you know I think I you had like had 60 70 bucks 50 probably. 60 bucks in front of me yeah. Yeah. And I looked down at ace jack and I was like, you know, fuck it. It's it's been a very loose game. I, People... I had texted you at that point. And I was like, at some point, if if you're gonna like, if you three bet, just three bet shove. Oh yeah. And I don't even know if I three bet. I think just somebody else opened, 
at, you know, like a, a 5X raise, which was pretty yeah. standard. Like if, if somebody was going to open it, it was going to be for 10 bucks. And so I just shove and the dude to the left of me who was a Hawkeye fan, fuck the Hawks. <laughs> fuck the Hawks. He, he calls and I'm like, okay, let's see what he has. And he he refuses to show his cards. I'm like, are we tabling them? Like, what's the deal? He's like, you can show whenever you want. And then the you flop showed comes. immediately, didn't you? Yeah, I showed immediately. Yeah. Flop comes king, queen, jack. I'm like, oh boy, if he is a king or a queen, I'm screwed. And then he says, you need a ten to chop. And I'm just like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And yeah, he he had ace ace ten, flopped ace it 10. straight. 10 never came and i was just like this is ridiculous like i was dominating him it was it was ace 10 offsuit versus ace check suited yeah and he i mean just got ridiculous lucky and when he when he sucked out i was like well this has been a fun time lost a fair amount of money in an hour which mm-hmm. you know it, it wasn't so much that you and I weren't running the best. It was just that like the people there weren't nice about it at all. I've had a few experiences at Prairie Meadows and I would say that the thing that causes me the most discomfort is just the, the comfort level between some of the players and some of the dealers. I'm just not a big fan of, I don't want a dealer to know a player by name, like, helping him out, like telling him some things. I don't like that. I'm not a big fan of that. And this, this was definitely one of those guys. I'm sure he played there all oh, yeah, the time. Oh, yeah, I think they were talking about uh, sports bets they've made that whole night the whole time. Oh, God, didn't – oh, you're right. That yep. man said he had, like, quote, a lot, a lot of money on KU <laughs> over Iowa State. Who knows what that actually means. But whatever it was – I, I remember looking it up later and KU covered the spread and I was like, Fuck. you were not, yeah, you were not. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hoping at the very least Iowa State would cover and he would lose some money there, but that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that, that was the first experience at a casino and I, I left feeling rather dejected. Yeah, you got, you got up from the table, and I wanted to play in a little while longer. So I like I, that's when I tossed you the chip, and I was like, go get a drink. Because at that point, like, I was kind of still pissed at the guy. I was like, that guy, he was not – it's not even the fact that, like, he won. It's just the, the way he acted when he won. Just, I didn't like. No. If if you're gonna win, at least win with grace. Instead, he was just a complete dick. Mm-hmm. He really was. But I I think you did all right that day. You you what you I think bought I made like in 20, for... I made like twenty bucks. I think fifteen bucks, something like that. Yeah. I I I don't think I was getting very good hands. I mean, it's just one of those days that you just if you break even, you're pretty happy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's what separates. A, a really good poker player from an average poker player. Someone when in, even it's not their day, they're not running the best. They can still just break even. Break even or lose the minimum. I mean, sometimes yeah. that's your goal. Like in a bad hand, when you have when you when you have a bad beat against you, you just you're just trying to lose the minimum. That's all you're trying to do. Mhm. And at that point, we hadn't played the 
hundreds of hours of home games. Oh no, yet. that was early. That was very early in junior year or senior year. Sorry, second semester senior year. Yeah, and so I was not nearly as experienced. Like, I I remember being intimidated out of hands. Like, when somebody four bet me, and I, I had pocket tens, and I was I like, well, that. shit. I don't know if I can call like they could have ace king suited and it's a coin flip Mm -hmm. or they could have jacks plus and I'd be screwed. And I folded and the dude turns over pocket eights and I'm just like, ah, and that's the biggest, that's the biggest adjustment coming to a casino from usual home games. Yeah. I was was playing scared and I was, I was thinking more about the, the value of the money is like, Oh, shit, I have to call a $50 preflop bet and not, yep. oh, he just put out a, a 2x four bet, but I have pocket tens. Like, I'm I'm sitting pretty. This is at least a flat. Yeah, it's a flatter show for sure. And so I just I was playing scared. That was definitely my first poker experience in a mm-hmm. casino. But it, it was a humbling experience that I think did me a lot of good for – all of the home games later. Mm-hmm. Well, just, even if just they were for much poker lower experience stakes. and better. Yeah. Just, yeah, all around. How about you? What What was your first casino experience? My Had first, to... my first true cash game experience was probably uh, it was the summer before senior year of college when I was out in California. I played at Diamond Jim's Casino. It's in Rosamond, California. It's in the middle of nowhere. I was living and working there uh, close by, so I went and played a couple times. I played there a lot, actually, but the first time I went, first time I went, I had only played some home games and just very little outside of that. I would not say I knew a lot about, about poker. I, uh... I had done a little bit of research, played quite a bit online, but I had no almost zero experience or research done in in live cash games. In live cash games. So I the I do like the fact that the buy-ins were 6100, so that's a good beginner stack. And I bought in for the 100. And I was playing for a little while and I actually had I must have had about 140 behind when the hand started and this is the most memorable hand at least from that experience I can remember but I ended up on the turn in a probably a three bet pot I ended up turning a full house with three spades on the board and so at that point I'm still nervous and for some reason this guy to my right he makes a very small bet like Compared to pot size, at that point, I, I didn't know anything about pot size. I was barely focusing on pot size. I was just like, oh, $20 yeah. is a lot, considering the pot is probably 80 at that point. Mm-hmm. So I flatted him, and he I, – I flatted him, and then the guy behind, he opened shoves. or oh, He shoves from behind, and the guy to my right then shoves for more than that. The guy to his right shoved for a little less than that, and the guy to – the guy shoves to my right, and I, at that point, like, I went into the tank, which later now I realize that's a complete snap call because I, I think I had top boat, too. 
Yeah, and it's like, well, fuck me. If they have quads, they have quads. Yeah, and at that point, I was like, oh, God, I'm about to put a hundred and whatever dollars in the pile. Like, I got to make sure I'm okay. And I, I I think I reluctantly called. But uh, River comes – and it was another spade, so there's four to the four to the four uh, four flush cards out there. And I, at that point, I'm like, I still have a full house, so I'm fine. And the guy, the the initial razor, he had a he had a straight flush. Oh shit! And so he he immediately so they they did the side pot first, and it was between me and the guy to my right. And I was like, I got, I had the king high flush, and he goes, oh shit, I have trips. So I won that side pot, and then I honestly started reaching for the main part, obviously, main pot. Obviously, the dealer was like, yo, watch your hands. Yeah. But – and the guy says, straight flush. And I'm sitting there like, what? <laughs> like – That's I'm, wild. I'm in awe at that point. I'm like, like, did I just lose? I just lost the main pot? Like, I ended up still, I think, breaking even or pretty close on the hand because the side pot – but the whole time, the only thing in me was like, man, I could have almost quadrupled up there or something like that. But I yeah. didn't due to a straight flush over top straight, over top boat and trips. And, yeah, that, that's definitely the first experience I had. And it made me come back a lot. I went back to that casino countless times. And anytime you're in the area, I would say go out to that place because I think the action's pretty pretty soft there. The players are pretty soft. It's a lot more gambling than actual poker, which at that point, I probably If thought, you know what you're doing, you should be able to capitalize. Exactly. Like, at that point, I thought, like, gambling was poker. But when I started doing more research and started playing a lot more, I was like, if I know how to play, I can have – quite a bit of leg up on these people and that's when i actually started making some real money out there and well you said people would get to showdown and table their hands and not know what they have like yeah i mean at that point like people were were tabling their hands and they were like oh and i'd be like i got top two and they'd be like oh i don't have anything and then the dealer's like oh no you have a flush and i'd be like what the hell but that's Uh, what i'm saying like if you know what you're doing it's a very profitable place to play what was the name of that casino again? That was Diamond Gems Diamond in Rosamond, California. It's a good place. All right, so let's get into – I'm sure this is quite the experience for both of us, but this is probably my third tournament, and this is your first tournament in a casino. The great old Iowa Meskwaki. Uh-huh. Tell me about it's that the- Monday night that we decided to go play. Yeah, so we we drove to Meskwaki Bingo and Casino, I think it is called. The Bingo and Casino, yep. Something like that. It's it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in some, you know, Podunk town in Iowa, yeah. Yeah, it's it's on an Indian reservation. And the casino was really nice, like just by and far the nicest casino I've ever been in. Mhm. And we decided to play this like twenty dollar tournament. It, what 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 we thought was twenty dollar tournament. Yeah, what we thought was a twenty dollar tournament. We get there, and we were probably the the youngest people by forty years. I oh, easily, say. easily. We we brought the average age down by fifteen years when we walked in the door. Yeah. Of, when we walked in the door of the tournament, the casino was obviously young. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all these 
older retirees playing, and they they probably play that tournament every single week. And we had a third. We had Devin along for that one, right? Yep, we had Devin, and we all we buy in for the minimum because we think it's a twenty dollars tournament. And we're like, well, shit, yeah, that's not too much. That's not bad. Turns out you can buy in for like a max of sixty to get like twice the starting stack. It, I think it was three times, to be honest. It was, I, I at that point I had played a a bunch of casino cash game. I had done that regularly, almost as a second job, out in California and in Iowa at some point. But I had not played a lot of tournaments, so this was all new to me. Almost everybody else bought in for the maximum, and had huge starting stacks and we're like well this is kind of bullshit but what i i remember most when we were starting out is you and me were at the same table you were i think you were exactly to the left of me as well devin was at the other i think i was to the left of you or there was i i definitely was directly to the left of you maybe one person in between us and at that first table right before the tournament starts some guy walks up to this old lady and he fails to whisper in his ear. He, his hearing aid must not have been working. But he, he says super loudly, he's like, you'll be able to tell what type of, player, type of poker players they are within the first five minutes. And you and I were, looked at each other kind of pissed. We're like, screw you, dude. Like, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Like, this isn't like I know poker. Like, just because I'm young doesn't mean I don't know how to play. Yeah. But – I think I think we showed her what type of poker players we were. You did firsthand for sure. That firsthand. Unfortunately, I wish I wish it was a, I assume her husband who said that. I wish he was at our table, but he was at the other table with Devin. But with her, that first that very first hand, I think I have what like six seven, and I see yeah, a you flop. You had connectors, I think. And I I flop a straight. I think the nuts straight too. It comes, yeah, like three, four, five, and I'm like, oh, this is a dream, and I, I can't even remember quite how the hand plays out, other than, like, I, I bet big. In oh, actually, this. I actually think I remember, because there was a little bit of pre-flop raising, like men raise, and then you let out for a little bit, and then she re-raised you. And you made you made the right decision. You just flat called that because you obviously want to kind of slow play your straight there. Mm-hmm. And then on the turn, I want to say you checked and she opened shoved. I think kind of bluff you off your yeah. hand. Yeah, because she she ball. ended up she had five six for top pair in the open ended straight draw, mm-hmm. and I I still had the nuts and I was like, this is great. Like I don't know what she's trying to pull, but I'm gonna so double I, up here. <laughs> I called and she, you know, needed a seven to chop, which never came. And so I, I doubled up that first hand and I, I wanted to talk shit so bad. <laughs> like, so that's what type of poker, poker player I am. Okay. Just, just a little side note on Colin. <laughs> Colin is one to talk shit when he can. I will, I will bring up one intramural game that I played with Colin. And it was, we were playing ultimate Frisbee. Oh God! <laughs> and we we had we had just lost our game. And it was a good game. We played well. I think it was semifinals. I want to say. Yeah, we we lost to a team 
where we knew a couple people. Yeah, and, like, it was kind of fru- it was frustrating because we knew them and we could have beat them, but we just didn't play like we should have. But we were I walking know exactly off where the this field. story's going. We are walking off the field, and we see our friend. Shout out to Rachel and shout out to Isaac. And uh, Isaac is playing on the other field, so we're walking by, and there is a questionable play on the other field. It was in overtime at that point, too. It was in overtime, too. So it was first to score. And there was a questionable play there. And the ref got involved, I think, on a foul call that probably shouldn't have been a call, or was it the other way around? No, so the teams, like, called their own penalties. That's right. The refs didn't really do anything. The refs just stood and watched. So the other team that was playing this friend of ours, they called pass interference – when there was no – An absolute – yeah, absolute bullshit call. Because, well, it was – the fact that pissed me off a little bit was it was late, too. It was like their team grabbed the Frisbee, stole the Frisbee, and played forward, and they were about to score. And this guy called a really late, late penalty. Yeah. And so that was the, the change in possessions in overtime. And then the other team ended up scoring to win – and I, and uh, I was not too happy there. about it. <laughs> and so we're walking off, and the game had just finished because we, we obviously watched uh, our friend play. And we're walking off the field, and Colin decides that he is going to talk shit <laughs> to the other team. And he, start, he starts, oh, that, that, that call was bullshit, man. Like, come on. As I was like, watching, really? Like, you want to win that way? Really? Yeah, he goes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He goes, you want to win that way? Come on. And I'm sitting here like, we didn't even play this game. Like, we weren't even involved. But yeah, but I, I was walking out towards that other team. Yeah, like, Colin you pulled me off. Hands. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, is, he is pro trash talk. Mm-hmm. Though, I, I kept my cool during mm-hmm. the, that first hand when I stacked the other lady. Or I, I didn't even really stack her because she had bought in for like an extra forty bucks and had I think yeah, but chips. well she she like she then bought in for the rest of it. Yeah. So you like you doubled up, but then she bought in to basically match your stack. That's why that mm-hmm. tournament structure was so dumb. That that tournament was very dumb because you and I like we weren't we weren't having the best luck. We weren't running too good, but we oh, were I doing all right. And everybody else at the table busted at least once, but they just rebought for the maximum and like they were they practically bought back into the big stack yeah and over time like you and i we just kept bleeding chips and when our finally our, our i think our finally our, our stacks dwindled to like 15 and 10 big blinds maybe and this is when the lady kind of had the last laugh the, the oh, one i no. doubled up I, on I, I still regret this and to this day so, I think I I had pocket jacks, right? She, or did you yeah. have pocket jacks? No, you had pocket jacks because I, she raised. There was mm-hmm. some random, like, small min raise from the right of you. And then you with pocket jacks, you shoved. I don't – I have no idea how many big blinds you had left. I think I had fewer than you. I had, like, ten big blinds. Yeah, that's true. You definitely had fewer than me. And I look down at pocket tens, and I'm to your left. So yep. I'm like, I, I kind of like looked at you, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to shove. 
because you're like, sorry, man, but I gotta, I just gotta ship it. Yeah, because I'm, I go, I think I even said like, sorry, buddy, and I like, I open, I shoved, and so I'm sitting here like I'm looking at you this whole time, and I'm like kind of laughing and like talking shit to you a little bit, and you're talking shit back to me, and then we hear from the other person. That, or no, I said I called you. That's right. I called your bet. And then from from above, from somewhere on the other side of the table, that lady goes, well, I shoved. And I look down. I'm like, well, crap. I got like five big blinds. Like I have to call. Like I put myself in a shit position. Yeah. And so I called like the whole time just talking trash to you thinking that i was i was hoping about to make like, yeah it's like up. you and i we're gonna have a coin flip maybe like we'll see and then most importantly like i'm gonna talk trash to you after if i win <laughs> and she like puts me all in she goes i'm gonna put you all in i'm like wait what like i didn't even know the hand was still going on but i i called her obviously because i was pretty much pot committed there mm-hmm. and what did she have colin Oh, she had pocket aces. (laughs) She got incredibly lucky because she she didn't really have to do anything either. Like no, we we she didn't play the hand well. She's just like, I'm gonna put you all in when she she knew you were gonna call. I had to. And then at that point, like she had men raised, and then she had two shoves with Jackson tens. Yeah, and And considering our stack size too, at that stage in the tournament. Yeah. Like, I mean, she just got incredibly lucky. But in the whole time in me, everything, I was like, I don't care if I hit a jack or I don't care if I hit a 10, you hit a jack. I just want one of us to win this freaking hand. Yeah. Of course, she got a clean run out, and that's how that's how it ended for us. Mm-hmm. Was Devin but, out? Devin was out at that point too, right? Yeah, Devin mm-hmm. was out on the other table. Yeah. I think he had run bad too. Yeah, I mean, we it just wasn't like. Also, I had played in a tournament previous to that, but that tournament was just weird. Like the the vibe of the people, the vibe of the tournament structure, it just was not a it yeah. was not a true tournament in my in mm-hmm. my opinion. Well, everybody else was like retirees that play that tournament every single week, and then they were like flirting with each other it was the weirdest atmosphere oh yeah i don't know they what was gonna happen after dealer. that but oops. i don't want to know but i don't, don't want to know what was gonna happen oh either. god but it was not anything i wanted to be involved in so i was getting the heck out of that tournament yeah instead we just we busted and we called we called it quits we didn't want to rebuy you oh, know no. not, that's not what everybody that else had structure. done I think a couple of people rebought multiple times, but, but we, just, we went. Like, you could rebuy, and then when they got to the break, because we all, we busted right before the the last the last uh, late registration, and we busted, yeah. and they could like at late registration they could buy more chips even if they like not busted. It was just it was yeah. They were just like okay, and the tournament starts now, and we're all gonna have. 10,000 chips when we had started with 4,000 and it's like, yeah, hey, I'm hold like up, even if I rebuy here, I got to buy in for $80 to match the big stack. Mm-hmm. So instead we, 
we went back out and we were just like screwing around on the casino floor playing yeah, roulette and blackjack and I remember playing roulette and <laughs> you and Devin were making all of the bets on numbers and shit. And I was just, I was betting black and red and I was, I was doing really well on the black and red. I just, I mixed it up every so often and I probably made like 40, 50 bucks. I was going to say, I think you profited from the casino trip just because of the roulette on the outside. Yeah. So roulette was good for us. Blackjack was okay. I, I probably broke even on blackjack. I hit big on the uh the hold'em. Yeah, the ultimate hold'em or hold whatever they call em. it. Where it's us against the house. I think I hit a flush on that game or something and I, I, I did pretty well. Yeah, or I I had never played it before, so you and I were kind of playing together yeah, splitting that's right. our our buy in and we were one off a straight flush. Oh yeah, it? that's right. I forgot. It paid about like that. forty to one. Yeah, if we would hit that straight flush, we would have been we would have been having a on a Monday night. We would have been headed to the bar. And the trip. That's for oh sure. yeah. Instead, like at the very least, we broke even from our tournament losing. Yeah, we 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 gathered back our tournament losses. Uh huh. And it was it was a fun little trip out to Meskwaki. Yeah. Even though right. the tournament didn't go the best, we had a good time. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like all about poker. I'm just. A lot of times I think you're paying for entertainment. There's very few times that I go to a cash game or casino and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to profit from this trip because most of the time I'm like, I just want to learn. I just want to become a better poker player from this trip. No, that that's the same for me. Every time I play, it's just to have fun. Yeah. When we, I mean, when we play these home cash games, for like you know, ten cent big blinds. I don't care about the money. It's just to have fun, hang out with the, hang out with the guys, and and to beat my friends. <laughs> yeah. If I lose ten twenty bucks at the end of the night, oh well. Well, oh. I think uh, that's probably going to conclude uh, this uh, first episode of This Isn't Poker. Any final comments, Colin? Uh. I'll just say, uh, fuck the Hawks and Will, you're a little bitch. Yep, I knew that was coming. Anywho, uh, thanks, might. thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope to see you next time on uh, the next episode of This Isn't Poker. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Walk away and know when to run, you never can.